Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are here with a new presenter in our quantum conversation. Egan Sanders is here. He was born with intuitive abilities and he is talking to us about how we can keep our energy clear. In today's world, this is of prime importance and we're going to learn about that and a couple of other really cool topics that I know this audience is going to enjoy. Hi, Egan. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. <laughs> so we're going to talk about energy clearing and keeping our energy clear, but your story, your background is very interesting. And this is where our audience loves to hear some of this and mm. I won't spill the beans just yet, but let's talk about you and your abilities here you've been working with people as an intu intuitive counselor and a coach mm -hmm. for decades now yeah and you were born with intuitive abilities and you are an empath yes and um share with us what that's like um with your story being born with intuitive abilities when did you recognize this or understand it uh oof um, I was sort of a strange kid. I'm also kind of a strange adult at times, but when I was a little kid, I was a little strange. And a couple of things happened. One is I could feel and see other beings. As a little kid, I remember kind of playing with them and kind of seeing them and sensing them and seeing energy. So that was one thing. But um, what happened with me was I had a lot of past life recall. So um, when I was a little kid, um, I started telling stories. I was like, you know, I was talking about past lives. One day I was doing a whole yoga routine, like a yogi. And I had never studied yoga. So I'm doing this thing in the, in the den and I'm doing this whole thing. My parents are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And I did a whole like Kriyas and all these things. And then I was like, okay, and that's it. And I just, you know, went off and played or something. And they're like, what age were you? I think I was like three or four. Like I was really, really small. A couple of years later, we were, we were visiting my grandparents who lived in Florida at the time. And I was in the back of the car with my grandmother and my voice changed and she said, are you okay? And I said, I am little underground. I am the son of chief underground. And I went to this whole elaborate story about living as a native American in the Southwest of the country and that we lived in the desert and the Kiva ceremonies and, and what my father did in our ceremonies. And, and so I, she kept on asking me questions. My grandma was asking me questions. And then finally I said, um, and that's it. And then my voice went back to talking to a little kid and they're all looking at me like, what is with him? So, um, so that was another experience. The third one I think I'll mention was, um, I was a little bit older and my mother and my stepbrother were having an argument. We were like at a Chinese restaurant eating food and um, they were like, kind of like fighting with each other, not like yelling, but just you could, it was like an emotional pain. Anyway, I was just like a little kid eating my food. And all of a sudden I started crying and it, I wasn't even paying attention to the conversation. I started crying and they're like, oh, what's the matter? And they, they were like, you know, and they calmed down. And then I just went back to eating food. 
So I was feeling all their emotions and sort of channeling it. So those are some of the unusual things that would happen to me as a child. Uh, that is really interesting. And so as you grew into an adult, how did you integrate that? And when, at what age did you understand that, wow, those were past lives? Not very easily. Uh, <laughs> I was always an oversensitive. I'm sure many of the people, the listeners can relate to as you as well. Um, you know, I did, I, what ha ended up happening in my case is that I got to college I went to the University of Florida for a year and I'm like, yeah, this is not the place for me. I don't belong here. So I ended up dropping out of school and I moved to New York and um, I started studying all the metaphysics. And then I was like studying like, you know, Hindu religions and reincarnation. And then I slowly began to make sense of it. So really it took many, many years to first understand what I was feeling, what was me, what was other people and to, to basically learn how to use all the energy to make healing contacts, not necessarily always to see the future, but how to interact with myself and other people in a healing and loving way. And that was a very long process of being mentored by other people, um, of experimentation, until I got it to a point probably, probably when I was like in my late 20s, where I finally got more control over it. And then I was able to actually coach people you know, in, in, a, in, a, in an appropriate and healthy way, because I became grounded, you know, in understanding what this was. So it was a process. Yes. And so thank you for that, because from this process, you have developed an intuitive um, counseling business, mm -hmm. and you also created the Law of Attraction game, and you also founded the Worry Whisperer Method. So those are a couple of big questions for you, but I think the, um, the law of attraction game, that sounds really interesting. Can you explain how that came about? Well, it just so happens. <laughs> I have my game right here attracted, not that I'm here to sell it today too much. But um, so what happened was that I had been fascinated by the law of attraction. And the first time I heard about it was back in the 1980s. There was a movie on public television and maybe the listeners want to write this down, but there was a, a film on public television called The Lathe, which is L-A-T-H-E, of heaven, Lathe of heaven. It was a um, film based on a book by Ursula Le Guin, a science fiction writer. So The Lathe of Heaven is a story about a guy in the future that when he dreams at night, his dreams become reality. And so he's like terrified because he dreams something and becomes reality and he starts to go crazy. So he goes to a doctor, dream specialist. He says, look, I don't want to dream because I, I don't know what I'm doing. So the doctor figures out, oh, if I give him a suggestion, that changes the entire reality of the planet. And so he begins to manipulate him. Well, this was symbolic of creating your reality because we do exist sort of in a dream. So when I saw it as a kid, I, I didn't quite understand it, but I was like, that's fascinating. And um, when I got into metaphysics, I was reading all the Seth material and all these things about the law of attraction. And I was like, this is really, really interesting. What if my thoughts and emotions did shape my reality? So for like over 30 years, I was like studying all these things. And um, five years ago, when I created the game, I, um, I said, okay, what are the most powerful techniques that I know? And so I came up um, with the most powerful techniques and I said, I'll make it a game. And what happened was I saw a little kid playing and I was like, 
huh, what if I made the law of attraction a game instead of like something heavy or stressful I have to do, you know, trying to create something. So I ended up just making a game with these cards. And so you play with other people or you can play solo and you set a goal. And then it basically expands your awareness and accelerates a law of attraction. So it's, it's kind of a fascinating way to work with energy and your sensitivity. And very cool because the game uh, playfulness with it is actually working with our energy field. And so as people played with this game, did you witness any attractions? Yeah, all sorts of strange things would happen. So I played, I must've played like several hundred games with people. So I would do groups and coaching and, you know, by myself. And um, what would happen was we would play the game and then usually within 24 hours, something synchronistic would happen because you're so focused and the energy would get very high. Um, so it was very, very interesting how that would play out. I would have people calling back and they, they would have healings, you know, because you could set a goal for like health or finances or relationships or even spirituality. Uh, one day I was playing it in a game and um, my, I set a goal. So my goal was about enlightenment. And I actually have a card that is the enlightenment card in the game. And of course I picked it. So it was uncanny how you'd be playing the, the game and people would pick the exact cards that they would need. So that was an interesting process, but I heard some of the stories, some people like got money or, you know, would manifest things. One woman one time called me up that she'd gotten a check in the mail, a whole bunch of money that was unexpected after we had played the game. So, yeah. you know, it was just very interesting how they would play, but whenever you focus on something, it expands, but this seemed to like supercharge it in a very interesting way. Yeah, and again, in the in the fun playfulness of it, that the, there's something there with that energy, and it's like the cards. It's almost like it was. It seems like it would be an oracle deck, the cards of the game. It, it where... can it can be used as that. I mean, I have had people who you know have used it to like you know say, well, let me tune into something. Um, you know, you can take any spiritual tool and you can kind of, you know, shift and play around with it, but, you know, playfulness in games. And so I would say to all the people listening is that whether you're trying to clear energy or attract something, or you're doing your world service in a certain way, I would just say, try to have fun with it. A lot of us who are light workers have had a lot of past lives that were kind of heavy. You know, we were like priests or nuns or monks or the, you know, spiritual teachers. And you're trying to help humanity, you're trying to, you know, and we're kind of moving into an age where it's like, you know, some of us hold those ceremonial, you know, functions, some of the people, other people on your show I've seen are holding these positions and energies, but it doesn't mean you can't have fun. So for me, heaven on earth and creating a better world is like, all right, well, let's do it joyfully. You can, you know, be playful and creative, creativity when you're working with energy and having fun with it. And so let's talk about energy as you are working with energy and, and our show is called how to keep your energy clear, learn how to keep your energy clear, the easy way to keep your energy clear. Um, what do you mean by this? Um, you're an empath and so other empaths can understand when we go to the grocery store and we feel things, we, if we're unconscious, we might not know that that's not ours. So talk more about um, the energy work and how you actually first start, how did you move and metamorphosize into the energy? Did that come from the metaphysical teachings? Um, one of my mentors was, uh, was Sanea Roman. 
Um, she passed away, unfortunately, last uh, December um, after many, many years. But she wrote, she wrote a series of books starting in the 1980s. She wrote a couple of books like Creating Money, Personal Power Through Awareness, a guidebook for sensitive people. So I remember reading that book, yeah, over 30 years ago. Uh, personal power, personal power through awareness. And um, it started talking about all these things. And at this point, I was like, oh, that was my first aha moment. I was intellectual. I, I at least had a vocabulary for like, this is me. This is other people. This is how, you know, things, you know, interact. So um, because before that, I was very vulnerable as, as empathic people will tell you, or HSPs, highly sensitive people. Yeah, you're out in the world. And it feels like you can be like a walking wound because you're like picking up this and picking up that. I remember when I was a teenager, I got psychically sick from somebody. I was hanging out with my friend and this other girl and her energy was just, I just wasn't in sync with it. And I just was like, I got to go. <laughs> I didn't even understand. I didn't even, I mean, I knew I was sensitive, but there was something about her. It wasn't, she was a bad person or anything like that, but I was like, I just felt like very physically unwell around her. I said, I got to get away from her. So I would spend a lot of time alone and then I would like be able to like put myself back together and be like, okay, I'm okay now. But it was always very confusing, especially as a teenager, you know, being around other kids and all the changes that you're going through. It was kind of a nightmare, to be honest. And so I would isolate. That was my main strategy, but you can't spend your life being alone. So you have to interact with people. So I had to learn how to do these other things to be clear. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about the easy way to keep your energy clear. And what is the easy way? You live in another dimension, but you don't come to earth. <laughs> That's my funny answer. Uh, oh, it's only so easy. Um, it's a composite of a couple of things. It's basically understanding the model of the energy fields we exist in, and then ways to deal with it. So let me touch upon what I found were the three basic things that we contend with. And I think this was in the description for the talk. The three basic influences upon our energy are the ego or the ego mind. And all of us can relate to that little voice in our mind. We wake up in the morning and it's saying things and it's scaring us and what we got to do. And, and there seems to be this voice that's always chattering in our mind. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes it's very loud, but there's this voice in our mind and probably most of what it tells you isn't real. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. But we have this voice. And the ego mind is not something bad. People talk about transcending the ego um, or that pulverizing the ego or doing away with the ego. You have an ego. It's a container. It's like your, it's your personality. Nothing the matter with that. But you, as a soul, as a divine being, want to be the director of it instead of being directed by the ego mind. So you have an ego mind, but you want to be the witness of the activities of that mind, but not directed by it. So one of the things out of the three things is the ego mind. Second thing is what we call the echo, and that's the echo of the material world. So we get up and right now, so here we're talking. I'm looking at a computer screen. I'm looking at you. I know you're in another country. I'm in another country and all the viewers. And as, and as I step back even further, I can feel like a physical chair. And I can look out my window and I can see my neighborhood. So this is the physical world. And we pick up energy from those things, from what we see, what we feel, all the senses. Simple example is if it's a sunny day, you feel like, oh, it's a beautiful day. I feel happy. But when it's overcast, 
I can immediately feel the energetic thing of people going, ah, so it's going to rain. And I can feel that. And so I know when that happens, I know how to clear that. So I don't take on that drop in energy. So the ego mind and the echo of the material world. Third thing is, we call this many things, but these are impersonal energies. Um, impersonal energies can be anything from the mass consciousness, from the media. It can be from um, other dimensions or astral planes, like um, there's things that are called glamours. You know, if you I invite any of the listeners to ever um, watch a celebrity, and you'll notice that there's like a like an aura about them of glamour because people are projecting their energies upon them. There's glamour if you're wealthy. There's glamour if you're famous. There's glamour, you know, there's different things if you've accomplished something. Some of those energies are fine. Some of them aren't because you're pulled into these webs. Um, right now, we have a lot of political division. And so what happens is even if we're not even focusing on it, it's there. It's like psychic weather is a good way to think of the impersonal energies. So now let's just recap it. So you're here, you're a sensitive person. All of a sudden you're like, my mind is going, I'm looking at the physical world, what other people are saying or doing. And then I'm feeling all these weather patterns of impersonal energies. It's easy to get lost because underneath all that, you are a soul, a divine being, you know, we can call it different things, you know, pure awareness. And then we're kind of thrown into this cosmic soup of all these different things. And so it's a challenge to stay conscious and stay aware and remain clear in, the, in that whole interplay. Hopefully that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. Thank you. Um, um, you talked about other dimensions as well. And so um how would one recognize how would one begin to recognize um the influence of other energy that's affecting them what are do you have a protocol or a practice that you help your clients with to become aware of other energies yes or okay. that something's affecting them okay so two things there are several dimensions that i know about just so we know what we're talking about, just for terms and i'll, I'll give a very simple way for, for monitoring this so one first density or dimension would be um, a point. A rock has one dimensional consciousness. Um, second dimensional consciousness is a line. It's two points. An animal would have like two dimensional consciousness, although they have souls as well. They don't so much reference the past, but they can kind of see, they kind of like feeling into the next moment or going, you know, kind of going back and forth. Third dimension is you can see past, future, you're projecting it, but you're also self-aware. That's what we are. Human beings are third dimensional beings. Fourth dimensional beings have a greater awareness of themselves as the infinite. And then we get into the fifth dimension, which is non-physical. People talk about, I'm ascending to the fifth dimension. That's when you realize you are the dimension that you ex exist in, you are everything. And then there's a couple of other dimensions beyond that. So there's different dimensions. So very simple thing is what we call reference and referencing and monitoring. It's very simple. I'll ask all the people who are listening, go back to this morning and remember when you woke up and try to recall how you felt. And I'll do this with you. So if we start off at that point, that's our reference point. 
Now, if you walk yourself through the day, you'll begin to see that various things can influence you. So let's say you start at, on a scale of one to 10, you feel like a five. Not great, but sort of neutral. You get a phone call. It's good news. And you go up to an eight because you're monitoring your energy. So you take a reference point and say, okay, I was feeling this. Now, how am I feeling? Okay. So you get the phone call and it's like, good news. Great. Then you turn on YouTube or <laughs> Facebook and you're like, oh, I'm getting depressed now. And you notice that you plummet down to a one. Again, you're monitoring it. So the whole key is, is to know what your frequency is. And with practice, you begin to know, like, this is who, this is who Egan is. This is who Lauren is. This is like who I am. And then when other people interact with it, you're like, okay, well, how did that person influence me? Oh, now I don't feel. They have this little joke with couples. It's, uh, when, they, when they give them like a combination name, like a portmanteau, which is like when Ben Affleck was dating Jennifer Lopez. I think they're back together. And they were called Benifer. So it's kind of a funny thing. I'm just like, they call it a portmanteau where you take two words, you put them together. So what happens is every time we're interacting with something, if it's a rock, a tree, a pet, another human being and other dimensional beings, and some of my best friends are other dimensional beings. I talk to them all the time. Um, you'll notice there's that, that interplay. And if you reference and monitor, how was I feeling before? How was I feeling after? How am I feeling during? That tool is the whole basis for all the psychic sensitivity because for without that, you won't know who you are and you will see people who seem so open, their personalities go back and forth and back and forth. It's because they're taking those energies, identifying as that and then acting that way when that's not really who they are. Well, when we can look out at the world and um, wow, okay, then this is where we are immaculate with our energy where monitor, as you use that word, monitoring our energy, remembering who we are, remembering our energy. And then when we go to clear it, then what do you do to return or, or move it out? Do you work with your chakras or what's your process? This depends on your level of consciousness. So mm -hmm. there are many different ways. When I did the Worry Whisperer program, it was basically for people who had like anxiety. And so when I developed the program, I had to say, okay, I'm going to have all different types of people coming to me, some of whom were spiritual or very metaphysically advanced, some who were not. Um, so what I found was that there's lots of techniques. There's lots of techniques. Let's do one now. <laughs> yeah. My mind likes to explain things, but I just invite everybody just for a moment. Um, let's actually combine the referencing and monitoring with a way to clear your energy a little bit. So everybody, if they just want to close their eyes for a second, just tune in and, and just sense what your energy is like in this moment, how you feel on a scale of one to 10. So one being not so great and 10 being fabulous. Um, and if you're not feeling fabulous while listening to me talk, I won't take it personally, but just be honest and say, how do I feel in this moment? And I'll do this as well on a scale of one to 10. How do I feel? Okay. Okay. Now I want everybody just to think of a quality they would like to have. This could be a feeling of peace. It could be feeling of love or success. Think of some feeling you would like to have. Now, every quality, 
every energy we could ever want to experience exists in the universal mind. And there are dimensions where it exists in a very pure state. So if I say to you, um, love, there's a dimension that you and I can tune into that is pure love. So I want you to take that quality that you would like to experience, peace, love, security, you know, whatever that comes to your mind. And just imagine that you are psychically attuning to it, to this other dimension or other place in reality that is the pure frequency of it. In other words, it's infinite, it's pure, it's clear, and it's clean. And almost like you're plugging into it, like you would plug a, a, a plug into a socket. And that this energy is coming down upon you, almost like you're standing underneath a waterfall of this energy, that you're immersed in it. Okay. So slowly come back to the room and open your eyes. Now I picked the vibration of ease. And just in that moment, I thought of the ease and I thought I was immersed in it. Anything that was not of that vibration was out of my field. Totally irrelevant to me now. Actually by me doing it, when I did the experiment and everybody checked in with themselves, I said I was like at a level seven. Now I feel like I'm gonna 10 because I tune into that ease and not that I wasn't feeling ease before, but it was like a breath of fresh air. It's like stepping outside and feeling that cool breeze go over you. And I was stepping into that very clear, clean, pure vibration of ease. What Did you choose something when we did that? What were you experiencing? Yes, it was very interesting. I went for joy. Okay. And ease and grace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and... Um, you're right. It makes me, it made me realize how much my mind, the ego mind yeah. is interfering, how much the thoughts of, um, and it could be from someone else. It could be definitely. Well, well I can see your aura. So I can see your mental body. When I see somebody's mental body, it looks like a series of vertical and horizontal lines that, that go from the third eye upward. So like it changed because, um, um, it was more like, you know, you, we were starting the show and like, you're trying to, you know, ask me questions and we're engaging in the dive, you know, we're doing this and you're looking at the computer and everything. I can feel that starting the live stream and it wasn't so smooth, <laughs> right? Well, we were transitioning. So we were doing it and I could see this. And now when I see thoughts, there look like little dots of light, it looks like cars on a highway that are going vertically and horizontally. So now it slowed down when we did that. And it just felt like smoother. Sometimes I can get behind someone I can massage like just like run my hands over their mental body and like it smooths it out, kind of like combing out hair. So that's another trick. <laughs> you could do that with your partners. You can comb out their aura. <laughs> combing out the aura. That's really fascinating. Uh, let's put out to our audience on Zoom sure. to raise your hand if you've got a question for our beautiful guest today, Egan, or if you've got, um, let's see, some energy because that's interesting that you can see the auras and you can see things and that's how you work with people. And as we're waiting for someone is okay. Oh, Hey, hi, Brian. I'm going to allow Brian to unmute. Hi, Brian. 
Hi, how are you? Great, how are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. How can Egan work with you and help you today? So, uh, so my question would be basically how can I get more motivated, more, um, more in the flow of things? Because I've been experiencing some health issues and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, it's not so easy there, Brian. It's not light stuff either. It's pretty intense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I tune into you, Brian, it's sort of like um, it's not exactly overwhelm, although it, it feels like burdensome is the word. I feel like I feel like you're very heavy, and it's like you're tr it's like it's like almost like just trying to like move forward. Like sometimes I get like an image of like somebody is moving forward and like you know like in those old like bible pictures where they're like they're building the the, the pyramids and then like the slaves yeah. are like pulling the ropes and they're like we gotta pull this 20 ton monolith and you're like okay I, i'm doing my best and so so you're sincerely making an effort um i had i had i didn't have exactly the same health issues that you had but i i actually had healed myself um what happened with me is i had a whole bunch of, of health issues and after exhausting all sorts of um you know, acupuncture and all these different vitamins and chiropractic, um, it was emotional. So when I look at your emotional body, which I kind of see around the heart, there's like a heaviness there. Um, okay. There's some unprocessed emotions. Um, your body has been giving you some messages. And so what I would encourage you is that you can definitely do energetic meditations, which can make you feel lighter. Um, but there's feel it's like there's like a feeling of heaviness some emotion here and i feel like if that were shifted a little bit that that feeling of like dragging something would be allevi alleviated and then i feel like in terms of being motivated things would just be easier for you you would have more clarity your mental body you have a very well developed mind but it's like a little bit scattered here. So that's why you can't feel like you can marshal your forces and focus it like a laser. It's like very diffuse because you're, you know, when we're sick, it's depressing. It's people, it doesn't really feel good. And so it kind of drags our energy down and then everything becomes like more difficult. And Brian, when you do that, you're vibrating with all the other people who are also not feeling well. And so that's part of what's going on here too, is some of these things you're feeling aren't necessarily you. Hopefully that helped. And so, oh, Brian popped off there. So he may have to jump and catch the recording. We'll just give him a moment and maybe Zoom will pick him back okay. up. So okay. what does he do then? So, so again, the process of um, reaching for the feeling from uh, within. Well, when you're working with the body um, and hopefully he's still listening. And then I think another person, I think Ruba, uh, posted a comment here. Um, so what I found was, so when something would go wrong with my body or I feel like a pain, um, I would say, what does that mean to me? Now, in my case, I had a knee injury. So I feel, or my foot, I was having a knee and foot. So I was like, walk, I feel like pain. I go, what does that mean to me? Um, can't move forward. It hurts to move forward. And then, and then the pain would go away for a second. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it would come back and um, another trick, uh, if you ever injure yourself is, um, you change what happened. So if you, if you fell or something, you imagine yourself 
that same moment, but instead of falling, that you didn't fall. So that gets into revision when you change the past and that changes the future. That sometimes can work. Yeah, that's actually going quantum where, yes. where the, okay, I just want to share an example. Uh, my dog, my dog got skunked. <laughs> mm. And she, she comes back from uh, being off on the trail and I smell skunk. And instead of going, oh, no, it's going to be weeks. <laughs> if anyone's had a skunked dog, um, it takes a long time and a lot of effort to get the skunk out. And instead, I said, no, she wasn't skunked. And by the time we got back to the car, there was no more skunk smell. Wow. Fantastic. That's fascinating. So um, this is where... Uh, our consciousness really does steer itself into reality. So I don't know if I'm articulating it as well as I well, should. Well, no, that's good. Well, here's the important thing about creating a reality is that we create our reality. We create time and space, but we're also creating our bodies. And this is kind of a strange thing. We just assume that our, our bodies formed and as we grow and age and, you know, certain things, certain bodily functions are happening automatically. But I found that, yes, we do create our bodies um, most of the time unconsciously. But I know that if I need more energy, I can simply say, I, if I, there's a game that I play from, from in my thing is a card called Alphabet. Basically, you go through the alphabet and for each letter uh, of the alphabet, you think of the highest vibrational word. So I can say V, vitality. <laughs> now, if you just say the word vitality or strength or energy, or visualize light coming into your body, that will raise your physical strength and your vitality and your body will go strong. But if you're worried about your health all the time, so we do create our bodies. Yes, and that brings to mind uh, um, when people have been on stage, uh, so you know, a speaker will bring up someone and have the whole audience focus, well, this is not nice, but focus ill thoughts or mean thoughts or say negative things. The person will be weak. Muscle testing yep. the person is very weak. Yep. Then if they if the audience does the, the process where sends love and beauty and joy, then the person's muscles test very strong. That's um, that's us feeling the field that's around us. So yeah. um, that's really good and interesting. Let's see this question from Ruba says tuning into a feeling a higher vibration works well for me what about tuning into knowledge information answers and truth the way i began is when i was probably like in like 19 or 20 um i became aware of the concept of the higher self that that there was my ego but there was a higher self and and as far as i understand there's the per the way the structure works is, is your ego or personality above that is when that becomes spiritualized there's your higher self Above the higher self is the soul. And then a higher level beyond that is what we call the divine self. So that's just kind of like a structure that was pointed out to me. So I would just talk to my higher self. I would ask it questions. And I would say, well, what is, you know, what, what should I do about this situation? And I remember walking through New York City and I would synchronize my brain wave because I was like walking and I would sort of just walk, you know, up and down the street, you know, I was walking around, I'd walk to Times Square, I lived on 18th Street and I'd walk to Times Square and I would just talk to my higher self and I would ask a question and see what would come back. So I found that um, you can tune into any quality of energy. And I think Ruba mentioned that, you know, tuning into a higher, you know, vibration works well for me. 
Um, any piece of knowledge that you want, here's something that, uh, here's another trick. Um, this is kind of a funny thing about that blends creating reality with tuning into something. Um, I had just seen that Top Gun movie with Tom Cruise. And I was thinking about that movie that I saw, another movie when I was a teenager that came out with him where he's you know in high school and stuff. And my mind was like, I could just on the edge of my mind, I could almost just remember, don't say what it is, but I, get, I know you know, but um, I could just on the edge of my mind, I could remember what the, what the movie was, but it, kept, it was like almost like I would, my mind would go for it and then something was like snatching it away. So I learned a technique years ago, right? It's like, I have a filing cabinet. I said, what was that movie with Tom Cruise when this, this, and this, and this happened? What was the name of it? And then I focused on something else. Well, of course, a few minutes later, Risky Business came in. So my, I was like, yes, Risky. Because ah, so, sometimes I'm like, I, I should look at it on Google, but I'm like, wait a minute, I'm connected to all knowledge. I should be able to do this. So that happened. And then, when, and then another thing that happened was, I was on YouTube and I was looking at anything, a movie review show came up, an old movie review show uh, came up. And um, one of the films was Risky Business. So not only did I think about it, but I thought about it so much that now a reflection came back in my reality. So I would say to, um, uh, to Ruba, yeah, anything, any question you have, any knowledge, just pretend there is a reservoir. There's a pure source of it, just like you would Google something or go to a library and pretend that you're creating a psychic link with it, almost like seeing like a line of go from your third eye to it, to wherever you think of it's in the higher dimensions and just see what comes in and, and play around with that. You don't, don't take it so seriously, but just like, oh, let me send something out and see what comes back. You'll be often surprised that a lot of inventions and other things come like that. They just pop in your mind. And what, what do you have to say about um, being in the heart through this process? Is there is there a connection there that you've learned or um, have witnessed as effective? Relaxation or yeah. doing something all, all, joyful? All, yeah, all of these things help. But that's another thing that hopefully I'll talk about. I'm going to be doing a, like a like a workshop, I think, in August with. Um, but I talk about the love capacity. Talk about the love capacity. So one of the things that we're learning on this planet in the midst of all the discourse and conflict and polarity is how to open our hearts more so that when people have different points of view, have very different reality, we can still love them. And so one of the techniques I use is I just, when I look at other people, I say, I'm pure awareness, exploring reality. You're pure awareness, exploring reality. I'm pure awareness, exploring reality. You're pure awareness, exploring reality. Or I can psychically connect to them and say, I love and accept you for who you are. And I psychically send that thing. Even if I'm in conflict with them, I can stop and say, wait a minute, I might be in conflict with this person but let me send them love. And, and this kind of relates to Elizabeth um, sent a question here, how to clear the sadness that comes from misunderstandings when the opportunity to work with them is not provided by the other person. Um, there's different things you can do. You can send love to that person or light to the situation. That's like a little bit of a more advanced thing. But um, a lot of times if I do forgiveness, if I do forgiveness, it's simply like I forgive so-and-so for such and such and I release them and I set them free and I forgive myself for such and such and I release myself and set them free. So that one I found has been very powerful because either people have passed away or you're not in the relationship with them anymore or there's that, you know, kind of a funny feeling with them. That's been very, very, very helpful. Um, and I also, let me, let me, do we have a bunch of questions? Oh, Brian's back. I can see Sorry, I got booted. Okay, I'm glad you got back. Okay, <laughs> that, glad you're back, Brian. Good, Brian. Um, I, I want to touch upon this other one too from Linda, 
Yes. Uh, strength of my aura, how am I struggling when it comes to stepping for my life? It's perfect. I seem to get tired of my energy. I've called my Kongs. Um, ooh, this is sort of a complex question. Um, read that slower here. Let me, let sure, me read please. Why don't you read it? Uh, let's see. How might I strengthen my aura? And also, how might I strengthen my inspiration and energy level when it comes to stepping forward on my life path and its purpose? You know what? That's like the biggest question we have here. What's my life purpose? Um, she says, I seem to get so tired and have no energy when I try to follow my callings. There's a combination of things. Um, one thing, another thing that's fascinating to work with is symbol work. So, Linda, if you're listening, here's what I would ask you to do. Let's do this. Think of a, allow into your, close your eyes, Linda. And I want you to think of a symbol that, that represents your life path. Just allow to come into your mind a symbol that represents your life path. It could be a road, it could be a star, it could be a geometric figure, it could be a scene, it could be you just demonstrating your talent or ability. But whatever symbol comes up, just allow it to be there. Okay, now what I want you to do is imagine that you are adding light to this symbol. Just like you're sort of giving energy to it, loving it, almost like watering a flower. And just imagine that you're adding light to the symbol and see what changes. Does the symbol grow bigger? Does it grow more beautiful? Is it more colorful? So let go of that and open your eyes. So another example of that, so it's working with energy, so working on the quantum level. Another common example that Sinea Roman taught me from all of her teachings was um, when you feel stuck, allow a symbol to come up for feeling stuck. So sometimes it feels like you're in a box. So you say, okay, I feel like I'm in a box and say, okay, now imagine that you're making windows in the box or you're cutting a door in the box. And then, and then eventually see if you can make the box disappear or disintegrate. And then you're out like in a beautiful nature scene. So rather than like trying to analyze your way out of it or fight your way out of it or battle your way out of it, you're like, let me just see how I feel and work with a symbol. And when you get really good at it, you can do that in seconds. You can say, okay, how am I feeling? I feel like I'm, I'm stuck or I feel like I'm, this person's pulling on my energy. Oh, what if I cut the cord between me and this other person? Oh, I feel better. So that's another way of working with yourself and other people's energies as you work on the symbolic level, which bypasses the intellect. Excellent. Thank you. You mentioned chords, and I mm -hmm. can sense that people would like to know more about chord release or what's going on there from your perspective and from what you see. Can you see energetic cords as well or we're, what we're, all inter we're all interconnected so typically and i'll just ask the listeners to to tune into this usually feel usually feel the cord in our stomach so sometimes i get clients and it's like yeah they've got like these very complex relationships and it's like they've got all these cords sometimes they're as thin as dental floss but if they're really in conflict with somebody it can look like a fire hose and so they're being pulled from like when I work with people who like had relationships where they had conflicts with people. So sometimes it's like somebody was like trying to control them. 
simple example is um, if you, you go to a, see a salesman and they're like, hey, you got to buy this thing. You know, you're like walking out and you're like, hey, you got to, you want to buy this. You can all of a sudden feel like their energy is like coming at you. And they're trying to plug into your solar plexus because they're trying to control you. They're using their personal will, their solar plexus to, to force you into to do what you want them to do. Now contrast that when somebody is like very loving with you, you won't feel a core, but you'll feel a radiation from your heart to their heart. So the way I relate to people is if I'm trying to link with somebody, we call it soul linking. I'll imagine that there's a line of light going from my heart to their heart. And I simply say to them, I love and accept you for who you are. That's it. I, I create a link probably to my higher self or my soul. I allow that channel to fill up. And then I connect a link from the heart to the heart. When you link with people heart to heart, it can only be based in love. But if I ever catch myself with the solar plexus, I just move up the cord to my heart and that transmutes it into unconditional love. And then I'm transmitting to them and connecting with them on that level. So very simple, but you see it's the whole trick with this guys is that just being aware of what you're doing. Once you're aware and you're like, oh, I see what's happening. I can feel this. Then you usually pull out a, a technique, and I know hundreds of them. But so often we're not aware of what's going on. And so we get trapped in that dynamic with that person or in our own stuck energy. And we're like, oh, I just didn't do anything. So the whole trick is to be conscious. That's where the power is. Thank you for that. Wow. Uh, your comments have helped Linda and Elizabeth. So thank you for that. And I just want to check in with Brian. Brian, you can unmute yourself one more time. We want to finish with your question now that you're back with us. So you can unmute. And yes. Yes. I'm uh, here. Okay. So so was was anything that I said was it helpful? Did it make any sense? Yes. Okay. Okay. So how does my aura look? I mean, does my aura look, uh, does it need any energy work? I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I can interpret it in different ways. It's, it's what I would say, it's misshapen. Don't take it personally. Mine's misshapen all the time. Um, our uh -huh. energies fluctuate. So yeah. we're in a good mood. It looks one way. And you know, you, you kind of go through those swings where you kind of go back and forth. Like, hey, I feel okay. I feel like I'm, or I'm like neutral. And then other days it feels like it's, uh, so it's misshapen. So what I find is that um, when I work with clients, I say, okay, what's, what's their system? Like what's their soul language? Are they visual? Are they kinesthetic? Are they more intellectual? And then once I know that person's um, thing, like some people could do affirmations. And they simply pick an affirmation and that realigns them. Other people are more like, well, I want to kind of visualize something. I maybe I'll um, see my chakras in a certain alignment. Um, yours are a little bit out of kilter. There's a little bit, they're a little bit out of sync because you, the illness, um, there's some emotional stuff that's going on here. So I can't quite give like a simple, like, you know, short 30 second, you know, answer. But I would say that there's many things what I would say to you ultimately is that this is expanding your awareness. And the question you really want to ask is what is this forcing me to look at? What is this, what is this whole situation forcing me to look at? 
I, I mean, I, I have some ideas, but usually when I give people this question, when I do the healing protocol that I learned from one of my other teachers, I walk them through a series of questions saying, well, what is this, you know, what does this, you know, symbol mean to you? your body's a symbol and this is happening in your body? What does this mean to you? And, and how does it reflect something that maybe it's going on in your mind? And usually when we sit with those questions, that brings the awareness. And with that awareness, the healing comes. You'll feel a little bit lighter. Maybe the illness doesn't go right away, but you'll usually kind of pull yourself back into a greater clarity. And that's, that's what I think you're working. I think, and, and I can see you've done many things, you know, towards that, but it's kind of like, you know, you kind of like keep on working at it and saying, well, let me try a little bit of this, a little of that. It's a little bit messy, but if you keep on working at it, it eventually does click into place is what I found. Okay. Even right, right there, your voice sounds better. Even right Thank there, you. your voice sounds better. <laughs> Healing and, 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 you know, healing has been a big issue these days because um, so many people are on medication. So many people don't feel quite right. And then we had the whole thing with the virus and there's, and, and, and there was like a bit of malaise. And sometimes we have like a little bit of a physical issue. And then that malaise sets in and you just feel like, I just don't feel right. I feel kind of funky. And that's been around the last couple of years. And so it's kind of dragged the energy of a lot of people. So that is kind of, again, separating okay, this is a health problem. And then I'm feeling a little bit off from this or this person. So yeah, when we're sensitive like this, um, we have to kind of sift through and kind of figure out what's what. And that, that again, usually will bring you back to the homeostasis if you work with it. So it's just, it's that persistence, it's that persistence. Okay. Thanks, Brian. And we know you know how to do that, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> very good You've got many tools all right good luck with that brian everyone here sends you a whole lot of love thank you thanks brian okay keep in touch keep with in me touch. let us know how that that goes and how you feel mm. great okay okay so as we really Pay attention to our energy. Again, it comes back to the process that we did earlier where I could see, I mean, I could see, and you helped me understand energy and how really thoughts <laughs> can keep us and other people and things going on, but then ourself where we can be immaculate with our energy. We can be reaching for those vibrations, we can be anchored in the heart, we can reach towards joy. And it's up to us to set ourselves straight. Like when you were in school, and you felt the energy of other kids, you could bring yourself together. And so it's an awareness, it really is this awareness. And we thank you for that. So if there's any other questions, I'd like um, to open it up one more time to our audience. If anyone's got a question for Egan, please do. But now I want to go to the conversation, the part of the conversation that's really cool that Egan and I, we spoke before this and, and Egan said, mm, I'm not going to talk about that. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I want you to talk about this. Okay. And you mentioned a little bit of the interdimensional beings that you, oh. and let's talk about interdimensional beings, or let's talk about star family, uh, star beings. Let's talk about extraterrestrials um, and, and the higher 
vibrations or let's just jump to why it's mm, important or why it's beneficial to consider this or to connect in this way because it is information right it is information i'm not talking about negative entities or things like that or maybe you have something to say about that but um tell us about your experience with ets or your understanding this would be a long conversation so um um to boil it down what i would say since all the light work is ever that's listening there's two things that are happening that all relate to the clearing of the energy. On the one hand, we live in a very discordant world. There's a lot of propaganda in the news. There's all sorts of you know, discordant energies. There's all this friction that's going on here. What we're doing as a species, we are evolving into our next state of evolution. So we are saying, okay, there's almost 8 billion people on the planet. People don't always agree. There's different challenges here. Let's raise our consciousness above it. So that's kind of what we're in the process of. And that's why the clearing is so important because if you don't do that, you'll be pulled back to the lowest common denominator. So that's one thing. On the other hand, now, as you'll see, as time goes on, the government, NASA, they're like, yeah, UFOs exist. Yeah, we kind of know, you know, they, they're kind of like, these things are coming out. You, if you really watch the news, it's now becoming kind of like more normalized than it was certainly 10 years ago and 30 years ago and certainly you know, 50 years ago, becoming more normalized. So we are part of actually a much larger society. Earth is just one little tiny place, but there are all sorts of other planets and other beings that exist out there. So it's, it's as if, you know, think of wherever you're living right now, the town or the city, and then think of like, and if you thought that was the entire universe, and then you realize, oh, I'm spinning a globe around here. I'm actually just one little town and it's we've got a whole planet here. That would be a good example of the infinitude of the universe. So there are many beings out there. Um, when I was talking a moment ago about the healing protocol, that was actually taught to me by a non, non-physical or extraterrestrial being, his protocol for healing the body, um, one of my guides. Um, what would I say? Um, I don't know. It's a big topic. I'm not sure what, I mean, I, I can talk about some of the experiences, but it's a particular question because it's, it's been a big part of my life, but I don't know what, what would pique your curiosity. You know that you are an alien. I had passed, I had past lives. So the way that that works is that a lot of people on earth had other lives times on other planets. Some people call themselves, Hey, I'm a star seed. Other people say, you know, I don't have any memory, but I, there must be something more, you know? So there are a certain amount of people on the planet who've had other lifetimes as aliens or extraterrestrials or simply they were from another place. I had that. I became aware of this when I was very young. I was about 20. And so essentially what happened was I had an experience, a, a total recall where I was at a meditation with a teacher or channeler, channeling. I felt a little bit woozy. Energy shot through my body. My mind felt like it split in two when it came back. I was Egan and I had recall of this other lifetime and it was pretty trippy. <laughs> it wasn't exactly a schizophrenic or multiple personality, but it was very strange. And so for a while I was like, well, am I this? Am I that? What am I? And then after a while, what you come to realize is beyond human body, alien body, robotic body, because robots can actually have souls. That's another conversation. You're a soul. So whatever the structure is, the form, 
you can exist in many different forms. So yes, I had that experience and it was, um, so it makes you look at everybody a little bit differently. So I look at people, I don't look at them as the body or the gender or this. It's like I can, I, the life form, the life force underneath that, that's really what's going on there. And that comes in many different packages. Some are from other planets and then come in spaceships. Yeah. And so thank you for sharing your insight on that. It, it is fascinating. And we always love to entertain questions like that because it is part of the journey to think that we're alone in the universe is um, so unfortunate because how could we be? There's a lot going on and we just love to chat more about it. All right. So. Well, we're, we're expanding our awareness of that as we become more aware of our quantum selves or our multidimensional selves, all of a sudden these other things are more visible. You might see um, a mythological creature, you might talk to a tree, I've done all these things, and you realize, wow, everything is really alive, and then other dimensions, so I have spirit guides who are non-physical, and then I have other beings who are from other planets and other things like that, um, just, just for curiosity, throw it out for all the people who are into extraterrestrials. There's a thing called the Rama, um, the Rama mission. Rama mission was about these people. I, I want to say uh, Ecuador. I'm pretty sure it's one of those uh, countries um, where they developed a protocol where they would send out a telepathic message. And then the aliens would say, yeah, go to this coordinate and we'll show up. And they would show up on these ships. And that's a whole other Rama mission. They're very famous in the Spanish speaking world. And I actually had an experience with them where I went to one of their events. And so that <coughs> was pretty interesting. But but here's the, tying into the energy. They will only come if your energy is pretty clear. Yeah. If you're like full of fear or something like that, they don't want to hang out with you. They're like, because you're going to freak out just like you wouldn't want to scare somebody. So the benefit of clearing your energy is that opens up other dimensions and other realities that perhaps were not visible before. And then you can experience all sorts of interesting things. The benefits of clearing your energy and, and actually clearing the trauma. So um, let's kind of go back and say with the energy, this is why it's important to clear trauma and the baggage to drop oh, all yeah. the baggage because we can't be open to these gifts and these other experiences if there's that baggage and the trauma. So this goes hand in hand. So clearing energy is clearing the energy of the trauma and the baggage. Well, in, what happened was, and now this is an interesting thought for all the light workers is that, and I also see we have another question, which we'll definitely get to in a moment. Um, so years ago, whew, this was, gosh, 27 years ago, I, I, I got invited to a workshop. And there was a guy who was a very powerful yogic healer. So I got around this guy and his energy was like, he was beyond like a human being almost. Like he was like in some other frequency and I could feel like electricity from the guy. He was not a normal human being, which most human beings, it's not that they're dull, but they're very contracted. You know, and you, we see this, we can see sometimes in people's eyes, they just kind of look like they're just kind of going through the motions. Younger children, younger people are kind of like, hey, you know, life's exciting, you know, and then as you get older, it usually dulls, but not all people, but a lot of people. But this guy was amazing. Anyway, I went to this workshop and stuff was popping out of me all weekend because the stuff that I had repressed. So what happens is when you get around a higher vibrational person, all the things that you are suppressing come to the surface, they're forced to the surface. So it was very shocking. And, um, 
we call it bioenergetic shock. And you just, you get freaked out because all the stuff that you were kind of compartmentalizing is like springing out like a, like a was it the Jack in the box, that old toy when the, the thing would jump out. Um, so what happens is when you're looking at clearing your energy, whether it's a health issue or as this gentleman asked about a financial issue, it's forcing us to be more aware. Um, and what happens is also is that as we expand our awareness, our consciousness, we become more aware of the positive and unfortunately the negative, which is not unfortunate, but we become aware of, but we don't have to identify with the negative. In other words, as we head towards more of the light, we will engage our own darkness. And so part of this thing, what you're talking about is simply shadow work and you have to do shadow work. If your energy is going to be clear, you have to be willing to say, what am I feeling? What's really going on? What did I really create? What's, what's, why, why is this really happening? Now, sometimes things can happen and you're like, I can't pinpoint what this is or that is. Like one time I had an interaction with a woman and I was having this very strange dynamic. And another person said, well, that was a person you knew in another lifetime and they had put this spell on you. And I was like, I don't know. But then they did a clearing and I was like, oh, I feel better now. <laughs> Her spell over me is gone. So we will encounter things generally from other lifetimes um, where um, stuff that we're now ready to look at because now we have some tools or we're working with somebody who can say, well, you have this relationship pattern, you have this financial pattern, let's go deeper and clear that. And that's a whole other specialty. I'm sure you do it in your work with your sound healing and other things like that. Um, so yeah, doing the shadow work is, is really part of keeping your energy clear, but that, that takes a lot of fortitude and you have to be really prepared and trained to do that. It took me years to really understand Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's always good to be, have someone help facilitate that shadow work with us so that um, we can see the unconscious and bring it aware into awareness. That's the big thing. We may not know that we've got certain programs and things running. So well, yeah. let's address, let's address, can you read John's question? question. I can address that. Yes. You know, this is another popular question, but this mm -hmm. is particular to John. I've always found it difficult to create financial security. What does Egan see in my energy field that would explain why this has always been my experience? Some of the things that we're doing is light workers. Now people talk about, well, we're here to change the planet. We're gonna, you know, twirl incense and say mantras and stuff like that. But we're actually helping to shift dirt, different um, aspects of the human condition, health or, or body stuff, relationship stuff, prosperity, and then with our spirituality. In the realm of abundance, there are a lot of negative thought patterns about abundance. One simple one, simple one is, the paradox is that there's not enough, that we live in a universe of lack, that there's not enough money, there's not enough food, there's none of this. But the reality is, for example, in terms of food, because people are some people are starving right now, or some people are paying a lot of money for food, and other people are just fine. I think it's like half the amount of food in the United States is thrown out. People go to a restaurant, they order it, they eat a little bit of what they want. They go, I don't want the rest. And they throw out a lot of food. So it's not that there's actually a lack of food, but some people throw it out, they waste it. Um, or it's not properly distributed. You know, yes, you can go to a Dollar General store or 7-Eleven and try to go food shopping, but Twinkies probably not gonna be very healthy. So it all depends upon where you live and what you're growing and different things, different factors. But the idea that there's not enough food, 
um, or money, or very simply love. Just let's reflect upon this for a moment. Uh, I need this person to love me. I need, or I need the love to get from this way or my pet. But what I experienced was when certain things were taken away from me, I was like, oh, um, the universe loves me. Oh, what if I was one with all love? What if I was love itself? This turns everything on its end because again, if you're looking at the echo, the material world and saying, oh, well, this news says this and I only see so much oil or so much, then you begin to think there's not enough, but there was so much money. There was so much love. There was so much food. It's only our thought forms about it. Now, to get to John's question about printing different financial security, um, the thing that comes out when I tune into you is sort of like self-doubt. It's like, it's uh, self-doubt. And I would say also um, not exactly a clear goal. So if you say to me, financial security, I don't know if that means a house. I don't know if it means retiring. I don't know if it means a certain amount of, of money you want per month. So there seems to be some clarity around that, but it almost feels like when I tune into you, like um, when you, when, like if I was you saying this statement, it's almost like somebody knocked the wind out of me. It doesn't feel like you can hold that vibration. So one exercise that we often do, and, and just you can try this out if you want to, John, um, is the idea of wearing energy. So John, I would say to you is for one second, just close your eyes. And I want you to imagine that you're wearing the energy of financial security. You're wearing it as if you had plenty of money to do everything you wanted to do. You could have a house, you could have investments, you have money coming in. I just want you to wear that energy of what you feel like a financially secure person who could create it a person who could easily create financial security, how would that feel? And just wear that for a moment. And just notice how that feels. When I tune into you, John, it feels like you don't feel like that. You feel like a person who's trying or doesn't have the full confidence that they can create that financial security, that's what you're wearing. So if we think of this as clothing, you're like, hey, it's Saturday night, I wanna look good. And then you throw on your least favorite outfit, <laughs> you're not looking good. But if you say, wait a minute, I wanna look good and you throw on your best looking outfit, that'll create a different type of consciousness. So when I, about a year ago, I manifested a bunch of money. And that was one of the things I was playing was I was wearing then. So I would say, okay, what does it feel like to have $10,000, $100,000, a million dollars, a billion dollars. And so I go to a billion and they're like, okay, well, that's not, you know, I don't want to be a billionaire. It's, it's kind of silly. But then when I came down to a hundred thousand, I was like, oh, this actually feels more comfortable because at first a hundred thousand didn't feel good enough. But when I got to a million and then, and then I came back, it's like, my body had acclimated to 100,000, you see? So this is a way of bypassing, because your mind is saying, well, I've never had that much money or I can't do it. But now if you wear the energy, you begin to vibrate with it and then you start getting ideas or you see ways that you can create the money. These are all little tricks. Yes, <laughs> and John says that felt good. It absolutely does feel good. Felt good for me I too. Love that <laughs> I love that concept, wearing the energy. And I'm going to take it one step further and say, when you go to check out your bank account, 
whatever's in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Share the energy of adding an extra zero that you see. So add an extra zero. Oh, yeah. Uh, that works. It really, truly does. And then someday you'll see more zeros in your bank account. Not zero balance, but more digits behind. That, the that was another thing that I used to do. I was like, all my bills are paid in full and I have a surplus of money. And I would, or all my credit cards are paid in full. Yes. And that works. And I would visualize myself da, 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 paying it off. And or, then it or happened. I pay I all like, my bills on time. I pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. whether you do or, or not. I all, my bills are, all my bills are paid in full. That's what I say. So if you have dinner, I say, all my bills are paid in full. Blah, blah. So I was like, all my bills are paid in full. I have a brand new car, blah, blah, blah. So if I move the camera, I have a new car. I, I got a 2022 Kia Soul. Not that I work for Kia or anything. It's a great car. But I manifested that I had had an old car, for, which I loved for many years. And I was like, well, it's time. you know. And I was like, okay, brand new car. Blah, blah. And then it manifested. And it was, uh, it, and I, but the trick with manifesting anything, and there's nothing about feelings is, when you want to manifest an object, what is the feeling you want to get? So when I was doing a car, I was like, I have a car comfort. I wanted to feel comfortable. My car is so comfortable. So that was one of the tricks. So whenever you're manifesting anything, you say, okay, how do I want? Okay, there's the form. What's the essence? How do I want to feel? Oh, I want to feel comfortable. Or, or if like, like money, I say, I want money. So, you know, the gentleman was asking about money. So I would say, okay, how would having a lot of money feel? So you might say, I feel secure, I feel safe, I feel powerful. You try to match up that physical thing with how you want to feel, and then you try to attract both. That's why when we play attract and we set a goal, you create a goal in how you would feel. You know, I'm now financially independent and free. I feel supported, secure, and at ease. You always match up the object with the feeling and that makes you, and then you try to create that feeling and that makes you more magnetic. That's why our mental and emotional states create more of the same. And so if you can get a, even just a little bit more control over it, you'll see that you're just going to be happier. You'll be able to, to play with that more rather than feeling like things are happening to you. You realize I'm encountering what I'm emanating and that's real power, my friends. That's real power when you can do that. That's vibrating our reality. Yeah. Absolutely vibrating our reality. Good luck with that, everyone. Mm -hmm. I want to say that Egan is going to be with us for Mastery Empowerment courses. As you can tell, he's got a wealth of information and on a variety of topics. And the first course that we're going to do, one, we're going to play around with the manifesting attract game. That's okay. in another one coming up. But the first one that we've got is an energy course. So tell us about this. And the link is on this web page. I'll put it in the Zoom box as well. Sure. But this course, um, what is this all about? Um, it, it'll be, um, I think we're going to be calling it being an energetically clear in a chaotic world. I think that's what we're going to call it. So basically, um, you know, right now, every day we have to contend with, with what I call dragons social media, distraction. Um, we have 8 billion other people on this planet. We never had that many people before. And so there's a lot of energy out there, technology, relationships, politics, and also a lot of people are on medication. And so some of the clients I work with are on medication, um, but we're dealing with all these things. So this course will really be like, if you're really having difficulty, you know, like just like getting through the day, or you're like doing okay, but you wanna kind of go into the higher frequencies. What we're gonna do in that, that webinar is basically, 
go into very specific strategies. So what I found is that sometimes when you're reading all this metaphysical or self-help literature, it's more theoretical than practical. As you can tell on the call, I'm like, do this, do that, and we can just shift it. So it's a little bit like playing a sports game, like basketball. You're going with a strategy. So what I do is in, in this workshop, basically what I'll be able to help you do is to find a strategy so that whatever is being thrown at you, you will come out with a strategy to kind of transcend, um, you know, that, that, that kind of funny energy or funky energy you want to get out of. We'll go very in depth. Some of the things I talked about today and um, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with, with a way for you to just be clearer and tools. And so the whole thing is, Whatever you're dealing with on a daily basis, as long as you're applying something, even if it's imperfect, but you're making the effort, you're going to be doing better than 99% of the other people because most people just don't do anything. They just kind of go along with life and, you know, smoke some weed, you know, or drink or something, which is fine. That's a, that's a strategy too, but it just doesn't feel very good after a while. So we want people to be vibrant and clear and, and happy and productive and, and feeling good about themselves and feeling empowered. So it's, it's a way to empower yourself with tools that will allow you to be clear, despite the chaos, because you can transcend it. You can transcend it. You can and you will. You yes. can transcend it and you will. And so this is where we bring in new earth, new earth as well, when we are able to transcend um, the or, or master our energy. We're here to master our energy and inspiration comes and gifts come online when we clear our baggage and the traumas and we keep ourselves clean. Really quite fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing on the wealth of everything that we talked about today. Sure. As we say goodbye, I just wanna give you a moment for any final thoughts on the state of the world and um, the importance of this work. You know, the state of the world right now, it, it's a bit challenging and so, um, I am practicing these things. I have to practice them. It's part of our lifestyles now. Whether you participate with me in the future in the workshop or you know whatever, find some sort of tool or a system, whether it's a practitioner or some sort of system that you can work with on a daily basis. We all have to do the spiritual hygiene and it's just, it's like brushing your teeth. So these days we have to do it. Um, there are a lot of people who don't want us to be happy or successful. There's all sorts of systems out there that want us to keep us small, but we're all growing and expanding and, and becoming aware that we're multidimensional beings. Find things that empower you and do them to the nth degree, you know, and together, if we all do that, we will create heaven on earth. So that's what I wish for everybody here on this call and in general on the planet itself. So thank you all for having me, you know, for being attending and for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Egan. We appreciate you doing your work and for sharing your wisdom. And we look forward to joining you on Mastery Empowerment courses. Thank you so much. Thank and you. thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you for tuning in to your energy and creating the magic in your life. You will inspire others to do so as well. And you do change the world with your love and your light. And we did raise our hands quite high and eagerly to incarnate in this lifetime. And when we remember that, it all seems with ease and grace. So thank you. Thanks, Egan. <laughs> Namaste, everyone.
Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.